Paul, can I invite you up? Yeah, let's give him a round of applause. So I'm just going to pray for Paul while Cheryl's handing out a couple of bags. Yeah, Jesus, we thank you for Paul. Lord, we thank you for his understanding of you. And Lord, we just we thank you for the time that he has spent preparing this word for us this morning. And Lord, we just want to bless him. Lord, we pray for joy as he delivers your word. And Lord, we just pray for open ears and soft hearts to hear more of you. And Lord, understand a bit more of who you are through your story. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning, everyone. It's, um, it's been absolutely amazing to be able to see, sing about God, sing about Christ, um, and, and the significance of why Jesus was born is what I want to share about. Um, we've met a couple of things that we've spoken about. We've spoken about good news. We've spoken about this word Messiah. Now, just to give you an idea of what this word Messiah was, is something that was spoken about in the past before Jesus was born, about that there would be someone who would be born that would be able to usher in this new kingdom, this new sense of uh, setting people free. And so, when they, uh, when Jesus was born, the important thing to understand is that Jesus is the Son of God. And as Jesus was born on earth, the idea is that this plan had been put in place for a long, long time, was starting to occur. The important thing to understand is that every time someone does something wrong, there has to be a penalty. So every time someone sins, there has to be some sort of penalty as a result. And so in the past, what used to happen was that people would come and they would make a blood sacrifice to be able to appease the fact that they had done things wrong. But there was always this hope that this Messiah would come, which would usher in the sense of not having to do this anymore. And the thing that I want to get across to you today is that Jesus being born comes across as a sense of paying the price for all the sins that we have committed in the past and in the future. And the important thing to understand as well is that as a result of the love of God, Jesus went to the cross. I want to read a couple of verses for you. The verses are, um, you probably know this all along, John 3, 16, verse 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And I also want to read another verse in Romans that this is Paul talks about. For God demonstrate his own love for us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 
The thing to understand is for generations and even to this day, people think that if I get myself together, if I can actually get myself right, then maybe God will love me. Maybe if I get everything in the right way, and if I do everything the right way, God will love me. But it has always failed. For thousands of years, humans have tried to please God, but have always failed. And that's the important thing to remember. We cannot save ourselves. We cannot enter into heaven on our own merit. It has failed and failed. And the thing is, the importance of what Jesus did is that Jesus looked at us, the Father in heaven looked at us and saw that while we were trying, we were failing. We could not do anything of our own. We cannot save ourselves. We can try, we can try, we can try. But the thing is, is that no one gets into heaven by their own good deeds. No one. Paul talks about all have fallen short of the glory of God. Everyone has fallen short. But the thing that I want to get across is the Father looks down on humans and realizes that they cannot do it. They need someone to go down and pay the ultimate price for them to be restored. And so out of an act of love, he sends his only son down. And as that son is born, their angels are rejoicing because the plan of redemption is starting to take hold. The word redemption is a word that's been used in the past. Whenever there was a slave someone could come along and pay a redemption price and that would set that slave free. As we have gone about our lives, we have tried to do everything in our own strength and we cannot do it in our own strength. And all it takes for us to be able to be set free is to believe in what Jesus did as our Savior. That's all it takes. God is not saying to us, well, if you get your act together and sort out your behavior, then I will save you. It says, while we were yet sinners, every single one, while we were yet sinners. And as we stand in the place and surrender to God, that's all it takes. And we come to the place where we acknowledge Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And that means coming to the point of saying, I cannot do it on my own, but I am going to trust what you did on the cross for me will set me free. And the good news, this is the, the thing that is so amazing, is that it's all because of God towards us. Because of what Jesus did on the cross, we can now stand in a place of grace and restoration. It's not because of what we've done. I grew up, and uh, when I grew up, the idea was, well, if you do your good deeds, then God will love you. 
And if you do your good deeds, then maybe you'll get into heaven. And unfortunately, that is not the truth. The truth is, if you're good enough, then you will earn your way into heaven. That can't happen. The only way you can get into heaven is to basically surrender, put your trust in God. And the thing that I love about the good news is that all you have to do is just believe in what Jesus did. And you know what happens? Because normally what happens on earth is when you give something to someone, you expect, oh, that person's going to give something back. If I'm if I've got something like 10 pounds, I might give that 10 pounds to someone and I expect something back. Or I might give 10 pounds to someone because they've done something. But the Father and what Jesus did has got nothing to do with that. The Father looks at what we were and loved us in the place of where we were so that as we believe in what Jesus did on the cross... This is what happens. The father comes down and says, someone needs to pay the price for this person's sin. And the thing is, is that we have a choice. We're guilty. Honor, your honor, we're guilty. There's nothing I can do. I'm guilty of the sin and all the wrongs that I've done. And Jesus steps in and says, this person has trusted me. This person has put their trust in what I've done. I'm willing to pay this person's penalty. And the Father says, in Jesus, this person is now in a standing of grace. In Jesus, this person has now got freedom. And because of what Jesus did on the cross, and because of trusting that, there are so many things that have been available for us. I just want to go through a quick list of things. What did Jesus accomplish on the cross? The first thing is the forgiveness of sins. Second thing, the result is that we go from a place of shame to honor. Jesus lifts us up to a place of honor. It takes us from a place of fear to power. Now, the power that we're talking about here is not power like a superhero. It's a power that helps us to rise above and be able to walk in a place of freedom. That's the power that Jesus has obtained for us. Jesus is our protector. Jesus takes us from a place of being defiled to a place of cleanse. Jesus, in Jesus, we are cleansed and we are restored. We've gone from a place of being lost to being belonged. We are now part of a family. It's interesting to see the fact that actually the rate of uh, orphans, the rate of people who are on their own in the world is increasing. But in Jesus, we are part of a family. In Jesus, we have a heavenly Father who loves us absolutely passionately. Jesus takes us from a place of despair to hope. You might have heard about the fact that in Jesus, we have a hope that no matter what happens around us, we have a heavenly hope. Our hope is in 
heaven where Jesus is able to put us in a place and position. And it's not because of what we've done. It's because of what Jesus has done on the cross. If you are here today and you have had a situation where you feel that you have tried and tried to please God, if you have been in a position where you have tried to do the right thing, but every single time you fail, and out of that sense of failure, you have got a sense that you're in despair and discouraged. I want to encourage you today, the good news is what Jesus has done on the cross. The Father offers you a free gift, a free gift of redemption, where the penalty has been paid for Jesus on the cross. All you have to do is believe and put your trust in Jesus Christ. That is the good news. So when we are singing these carols and we're singing about glory to God, it's not because of what I've done that guides me into heaven. It's because of what Jesus has done. It's an absolute act of love that what Jesus has done on the cross sets us free. If you're here today and you would like some prayer by someone, you can come and see either um, Noah or Steph or me if you want to, and we'll be happy to speak to you about what it means to be a Christian, what it means to put our say, a love in our Savior. Be free to come up and speak to us. I'm sure we'd be happy to help you out in that sense. So, I'm going to hand back to Noah. And we're going to continue on with the service. Thanks, Noah. Thanks, Paul.